All right, good morning. So um, just started on, started with the verse 1 to 3. I um, thought about how David must have been crying out to the Lord, and then God didn't immediately deliver. Now, not knowing how long he had to wait, but clearly it required him to be uh, to patiently wait. But at the end of that period, God helped. He drew him up from the pit of destruction and set his feet upon a rock. And I think there's much to be said about this, just thinking about how even the heroes of faith, they had uh, put their trust and faith in God. And even though they didn't receive the things promised, they lived by faith. And so for some of us, that may be the same experience as well. We might wait what amounts to be a pretty long time. And sometimes God will draw us out and set our feet upon a rock. Sometimes that may not come in our lifetime. What we do know is that God hears our cries, but his response will be in his timing. And at the end of it, we will be able to say that he was faithful, that he heard me, and his way was the best. It's just hard in the midst, in the midst of it to endure sometimes. And I think the other, there's other psalms that really speak to that. Um, yeah, for me, I was looking at verses 1 to 3 as well. And I just um, noted in these verses a comparison between what God did and then what the psalmist did. Um, in verse 1, the psalmist uh, did just one thing, which was to wait patiently for the Lord. And in comparison, what God did was in verse 1, inclined to me, heard my cry. Uh, from verse 2, drew me up from the pit of destruction, set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Verse 3, put a new song in my mouth. Um, the psalmist does this one thing of waiting, and God does... Um, the powerful and incredible things. So what does it mean for the psalmist to wait for the Lord? I was thinking about it's not just sitting around doing nothing or relaxing or turning off your brain and not thinking um, or being in an emotionally re relaxed state. Uh, we know that this isn't what it means to wait. Um, as in verse 1, it says that the God inclined to the psalmist and heard the psalmist's cry. So the psalmist was crying out, which entails much mental and emotional energy to lean into and face facts. The psalmist was in a dire situation, but didn't deny or pretend the situation was bad. He faced the facts, the circumstances, and all the distress that came along with looking into his circumstances. But instead of acting with his own strength, he cried out to the Lord. So waiting is a lot of hard work. Um, it's to face all the facts, which um, brings about much emotional and mental turmoil, and yet deciding to turn to God rather than myself to make things better. And that's the waiting that we're talking about here. So it's hard work, um, but this uh, is what results um, in not only my life um, being saved, but it also says that in verse 3, that many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. I think sometimes when we're going through a personal time of struggle, feeling limited or chronic health issues, maybe for some of us difficult family situations or difficulty with our kids, um, our parents, marriages, and all sorts of brokenness from within, uh, we think that because of those factors, we can't be used by God or somehow they are a hindrance to people coming to know God because I'm not as freed up to do more for God. So I'm challenged by this picture of many coming to see, fear, and put their trust in God, not through my strength, but actually through my weakness and, my, and many situations that make me cry out to God. 
So if we're going through a season like that in our life, take heart and courage. Maybe it's not going to be through our strength that we further God's kingdom, but rather through our weaknesses and as we learn to wait on God through uh, through, um, trying circumstances. In verse 4, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And that's contrasted with uh, one turning to the proud and those who go after a lie. So what is it saying? Well, the one who trusts the Lord is blessed. And that's versus the one who follows those who are proud or chased after lies. The proud. Uh, thinking about them in the Old Testament reminded me of Pharaoh and Saul as those who wanted to follow their own ways and who would not bow the knee to God. And they refused to humble themselves before him. So to trust the Lord is to be able to do that, to take God's word and to submit and follow it. And those following lies, like the lies of this world, that it's about power or success or building your own protective future and taking charge of your own life and security instead of trusting that God will provide, that we ought to live for eternity and not about building our home here on earth. I think there's many aspects to this, but I think we can get the general sense about how God has to be the one in whom we trust. Um, The next set of verses from 5 to 10 talk about how he proclaims God's praise. I will proclaim and tell of them. I have told the glad news of deliverance. I have not restrained my lips. I have not hidden your deliverance. I have spoken of. I have not concealed. And there's something about how our Christian life involves a lot of speaking about God and what he has done in our lives. And I think it's not just for evangelism purposes, but within the congregation, we ought to do this um, to testify of how God has been leading us uh, to sharing of the ways he has delivered us or been faithful, how God helped us through a difficulty or trial, how he answered our prayers for our families or for spiritual movement or just lifting our spirits through his timely word or when we needed encouraging. And this is one way to build up the body of Christ, not just through acts of service, but to point one another back to God, especially during some emotionally trying times. Yeah, so I was thinking about that point as well, that it's um, not enough to simply recall or recount what God has done, um, but the Psalms uh, speaks of proclaiming and telling others what God has done. And so um, this is just an important practice, and I think to the extent that we do that, it does something to our own hearts. Um, I think especially during the times that our emotions betray us um, or we're going through some challenging circumstances, I think we need to do our best to reiterate all that God has done to help us remember the truths and the facts of our lives that we have been delivered by God. 